0: Kevin
1: Markwick.
2: May we remind you that for the convenience of those patrons who prefer not to smoke... Seating areas on the right-hand side of this auditorium have been designated as no smoking areas. Your cooperation is appreciated.
3: we're just too busy talking we can't oh it's going to be a nightmare I can't hear anything oh it's the news going there (laughs) this is going really well Okay, here we are then hello it's Kevin Marquick with you again probably thankfully for the last time the way it's going so far uh, well, the last time for this series, anyway. Thank you, Adrian, for three, count them, three hours of soul grooviness. He's now got the thousand-yard stare. I've just seen him going out of the building. Game over, man. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to wing it, <laughs> as you may already have guessed. And Cheney Kent is here, which is great. And we're going to pick our favourite film music and we're going to talk nonsense for two hours. So what I want you to do is to interact as well. If you would go, please, now, to the uh, Facebook page, Kevin Markwick Show on Facebook, or on Twitter, at Kevin Markwick. That would be a good thing. And you can talk rubbish and nonsense with us as well. So, what did we just hear? It's your thing, the Isley Brothers, which of course Soderbergh used in uh, his great movie *Out of Sight*. So, uh, it's all film music tonight. That was the other thing I really should be saying. And keeping the theme going, uh, here's Kenny Rogers in the first edition, which of course is uh, the Big Lebowski.
4: yeah
5: what condition my condition was in i woke up this morning with the sundown shining in i found my mind in a brown paper bag but then i tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high i tore my mind On a jagged sky I just dropped in To see what condition My condition was in
4: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah What condition my condition
1: was
5: in I pushed my soul In a deep dark hole And then I followed it in I didn't sign. I had my foot on the gas As I left the road And blew out my mind Eight miles out of Memphis And I got no spring Eight miles straight up Downtown somewhere I just dropped in To see what condition My condition was in just dropped
1: in the see what condition my condition is in.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh very good. There you go. That's uh, what they called Kenny Rogers in the first edition which was used very memorably, of course, in uh, The Big Lebowski, the Coen Brothers' picture, I would tell you the year, if I'd bothered to look it up, which I hadn't. And we are now joined by Cheney Kent. Hello, Chaney.
6: Hello. Oh, there, oh, there you go. go. Hello, oh, lovely. lovely. Thanks very oh, much. much. Lots should, of buttons,
3: Kevin. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't be allowed in charge of a radio station. <laughs> My kids were saying, well, no, it'll be fine. Just drink a bottle of wine and it'll be great. It
6: is fine. I'm grooving along the evening. <laughs> I'm
3: having fun. Oh, so it's really good to see you, actually, Chaney. Yeah, and, and, you. And, and gives us an opportunity to thank you for all the great work you've been doing on the show. Very well. For what, the last 20, it's going to be 26 weeks now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's that's just, right. That's yeah. a lot if only you were being paid well. if only we were being paid <laughs> but no it's been fantastic so uh thank you for that and you brought along you know sort. Uh, so, uh i brought along some tracks you brought along some tracks and we're just gonna make this up as we go along beautiful as you as you as you, as you can uh already tell everybody from my uh
6: <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna play thunderball first yeah lovely um this uh, uh... I mean Tom Jones on T V yeah. over the weekend. Uh-huh. I thought we'd actually listen to him singing for a change this time yes. around. There's a reason for playing this, actually, uh-huh. is um that just in the last three weeks, um a chap by the name of Derek Watkins, who people won't know the name of, but they will have heard him play because he's the guy who's played on every single Bond soundtrack. A, every single trumpet. one. Every single one from Dr. Even never through. say never again. <laughs> Did I no, no, no. you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> Oh that, okay, no. right. it's was, not a proper
3: bond I think right. it's taken up mm, okay. uh,
6: yeah but no he he's he's the man and uh, and now he's left us which is which is sad but um no he was on all the tracks and he's right. playing a lead role in this uh, as as, mm-hmm. as he has on all and all um the bond song so um yeah uh, I thought okay no that'd about.
3: be good because actually what i got because obviously um in the first series yeah you did all the bonds for her, for the show which is great yeah it was great. and we never got a chance to talk about why you were so sniffy about skyfall
6: <laughs> i don't want to put you on the spot or yeah. anything but
4: well, you have Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> skyfall oh i don't know it's just you know it's that, it's the tube train wasn't it you know going going through I the know, through the tunnel it's... with no one in it oh yeah but well oh, okay, just, okay. Sus- suspension disbelief i oh, i liked it i had fun did it was you great yeah yeah i did no really it was good <laughs> i'm not entirely convinced no, you're not talking to an adele fan you see. is that that's what it is uh,
3: okay, uh, okay. yeah because you were a bit that's funny that's i one. noticed about the, the things because people love that they, they see that as like almost as as if it's replaced even Shirley Bassey as the archetypal yeah, Bond they it, theme. They, they yeah. absolutely loved it. But, I mean, I, you know, I thought it was I'd, fine. And obviously, as an exhibitor, for me, yeah. it's... <sighs> yeah, it's terrific. Well,
6: it does the job. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's got something, hasn't she? But I don't know. It's not got the opera of Shirley Bassey. No. Or the heft of no. someone. Uh, I thought like they, I think
3: they did it to her on purpose at the Oscars. Because yeah. they kind of sandwiched her between... <laughs> didn't they? Yeah, they sandwiched her between... Um, uh, uh, Shirley Bassey doing Goldfinger right. and Babs doing um, The Way We Were or whatever it was. Right. She didn't stand a chance. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, let's play uh, Thunderball.
5: She always runs while others walk I
4: success The ball. Strikes like thunder.
0: Now is the time, time for ice cream, ice cream time. Ice cream time with
2: lion's mane Ice cream time with lion's mane A warm welcome to you all Hope you'll thoroughly enjoy our program
3: In Breakdown, Flat and Scruggs from uh, Bonnie and Clyde, which I think is 1968. Oh, again, I didn't look. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, we were just talking about it, actually. There's a book you should go and find called Pictures at a Revolution, which uh, talks about the four, five nominated best pictures that year mm-hmm. and how each one of them represents the, the big change in Hollywood that was coming at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the indie production, like uh, um, that one. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, and what was the other one? Uh, Oh, in the heat of the night, Mm. and uh, Doctor Doolittle, yeah, which kind of represented the big wonking Hollywood musical, yeah, Yeah. and of course the uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which was uh, Sydney Poitier, Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy, uh, you know where she brings. Uh, Protié round. Uh, round for dinner, yeah. and everyone goes all funny and yeah. pear-shaped about it. i got it. a
6: lovely remake with Ashton Kutcher recently. I love that film. Really? Sunday evening viewing, you know. When you they remade it? it? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah. Was it for TV? Um, is it Cedric the comedian? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to tell people he, he who's was a comedian, he, he no was one the guy coming was. around. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um,
3: so we're going to move on now to Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, yeah
6: well, you, you mentioned never say never again. Okay. yeah sorry. Well, no, that, that's absolutely fine. It's a lovely lead in <laughs> because 1985, never say never again, Sean right. Connery coming back. Okay, okay. So that's that's right, suddenly you have this guy, um, Carmaria Brandauer and, and and you think, hang on, what's going on? It's not quite working, but you've got some great actors here. You yes. for a wine, about four or five years, yes. you find yourself with The Russia House. Okay. Which is a film also with Sean Connery this time with a beard and white hair. Yes. Um and Car Maria Brandauer popped in there. Another beautiful girl, this time it's not Kim Massinger, but it um it's Michelle Pfeiffer. And you get this extraordinary score, completely out of the blue, from Jerry Goldsmith. okay. And, um, He's written all sorts of stuff in the past, you know, right from the Universal theme, which you keep playing Nah! Panic, Sean, we'll get around to that later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. all right the Planet of the Apes and all this other crazy stuff But this is a very, a kind of a, a romantic sort of score well, Yeah, it struck um,
3: me as quite, actually quite standard in a way, or yeah, a, yeah, sure. a standard type of score
6: With this great twist, well, hmm. two part, first yes. of all, you've got Sean Connery playing a saxophone in the, in the picture itself, oh, which right. is, you know, Not where on the a lot track. of that comes from. It's right. covered okay. by Branford Marsalis. He's got his back. It's okay, back. all right. Yeah, but of course, it's the end of the Cold War, so you'd expect yes. something a bit more sort of punchy, perhaps triumphant. Not a bit of it. The whole thing's bathed in bathos. You know, it's just... Um, we've come to the end of it. Everyone seems sorry to see the Cold War goal. It's like that that line mm. that Judy Dench has. Right? Yes. In GoldenEye, you know, God, I missed the Cold uh. War. <laughs> you know. Um so th- yeah. there's this there's this um the, this really romantic theme and it's all about the, the relationship between Sean Connery's um bookseller and Michelle Pfeiffer who's who's trying to be the go between. Um it's a great film, a lovely score, really romantic. Yeah, it's
3: cuz they're not always been successful have they the adaptations of uh, Le Carré.
6: No.
3: I think they've they've been a bit hit and miss you and know, things like Little Drummer Girl and, uh, right. and been very hit and miss. Yeah. I very much liked um Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, I thought that was wonderful. Yeah,
6: yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, the Smiley's diff- people I saw the other day, lovely. Yeah,
3: yeah, but in the cinema they've been a bit, very definitely hit and miss. Okay, so uh, this is part of Jerry Goldsmith's score for the Russia House. It's uh, part of Jerry Goldsmith's score for The Russia House, which, uh, now if you listen to the show regularly, you know I'm a particularly a big fan of Jerry Goldsmith. Um, and that actually was directed by Fred... Shepisi? Shepisi. Skeppi? Skeppi. Oh. Uh, Not uh, Dispeps. Fred Dispepsi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him that from now on. I don't know. But, you know, actually we were just looking at his uh, entry on IMDb. What a lot of fine films uh plenty roxanne cry in the dark russia house six degrees of separation sure. that's some really good stuff and he's actually making a film right now called words and pictures with clive owen juliette binoche sounds good mm. so uh what i thought actually what i thought i'd do i'd stick my oar in on the jerry goldsmith because that's uh, i mean i wasn't expecting that that kind of score from jerry goldsmith because normally he's a much more um uh, he does very good, some very good atonal type scores, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so I thought, well, I'd play. Uh, In fact, I might even play another one after this as well, because <laughs> it's my yeah, show. is your right? show. Yeah, I'll do what I like. This is uh, the the uh, opening credit, the extraordinary opening credits uh, uh, from Planet of the Apes. we heard uh, Jerry Goldsmith's opening credit music actually for Planet of the Apes it's really quite avant-garde wasn't it
6: yeah yeah right out there and especially at the time you know he was one of the first people to really really try sampling taking bits and just multiplying the sound that he had in the studio Oh, it's very effective. It's like, you know, watching the shadows in the caves, sort of, they ape popping their heads out of yes. places we were not expecting them, but in the sound, it's great.
3: Yeah, it kind of sets up that, because uh, even the, I don't know how much you remember about the credits, but they had that, those kind of weird, in fact, I think it, did, it predates 2001, doesn't it? Mm. It does, by a couple of years. If, oh, maybe it was at the same time, because there was a lot of fuss. I, that's it, it's coming back to me now, because Kubrick was upset that his makeup people hadn't got and he had nomination for the Apes in 2001. And the, the makeup artist for Planet of the Apes won the Academy right. Award. Oh. Which, because, which, I mean, they're clearly not apes, are they? <laughs> 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 I mean, I I'd love Planet of the Apes. I yeah, love it. Sure. But they're clearly not apes. Uh, uh in the way that they were co- they they were much more convincing in 2001 weren't they as as Oh uh, yeah, no, no, no sure. Exactly.
6: exactly. Yeah. They're, they're, they're totally anthropomorphic yes. in in uh, Yeah, absolutely. The,
3: yeah, and you could sort awesome. of see the rubber moving yeah, on, the, right. on the on the on the lips. But I think that really upset Kubrick that his makeup department was <laughs> was passed over. In fact, did it win any academy awards that film? I don't know. Anyway, so going back to um Jerry Goldsmith, I mean, he kind of refined it Uh, 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 rather by the time we got to Alien in 1979. That that sounds about right. 79, yeah. And I think that's extraordinary. And the the sense of menace that he sets up, I mean, obviously Ridley Scott has got something to do with it, but because this is actually the opening credit title music, so what we're seeing is the uh, stars, isn't it? And and the camera pans around to that planet, and slowly the word Alien forms out of those different um uh, they're like just a line aren't they various lines form yeah. the word it's alien. like seeing the
6: constellation yeah,
3: yeah, yeah and it's, it's just just an extraordinary uh start to the film and in fact actually that that sense that undertow of menace that alien has that although you know cameron's aliens was brilliant and fun and loud and noisy yeah. Yeah. it doesn't have that undertow of menace that alien had i don't think mm, no. and 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 it has as much to do with jerry goldsmith's music did he do the score for the second one probably not uh, no it was horner wasn't Is it? Was it james horner i think you no, don't know I he doesn't know <laughs> he's going to let me play oh. but anyway, yeah whatever we'll look it up it's um so okay this is the main title from alien Thank you. still scares the bejesus out of me (laughs) we we were just saying it's one of those scores that is so good it makes you want to see the film again when you hear it it just works so perfectly it's um jerry goldsmith's music from alien in 1979 and if you've never seen it why Um, One of the things, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, please get in touch. Go to the Kevin Markwick Show uh, Facebook page. You can interact there. Tell us uh, to stop talking nonsense and play music. (laughs) Don't say that. Yeah, no, no, do, do, do. No, no, don't say that. I'm just, oh, whatever. And then, um, uh, or you can go to Twitter at Kevin Markwick and you can interact there. Now, I'm going to sort of backtrack a little bit after the Jerry Goldsmith and go back to Fred Zbizh. Shepis, Shepis, You reckon?
6: Yeah, let's go with him. Yeah,
3: do you reckon he's listening?
6: No, probably not. No,
3: he's Australian, isn't he? Uh, and one of my, if you, because on my, uh, uh, one of the things I get, as you can imagine, uh, asked a lot is, what are your favourite films? What's your favourite film, Kev? What's your absolute favourite film? And that's an impossible question to answer. It, it's... <laughs> You know um, depends what mood i 'm in yeah, really changes but, day, or day well, but so what I do is I have these kind of ten ten or so films that I wheel out as my my, you know, because I, I do genuinely love them, yeah. but I have to kind of keep this list in the back. I mean, it makes me sound awfully grand and self-important, <laughs> doesn't it? But um, I, that I kind of wheel out, you know, like Five mm-hmm. Easy Pieces and Apocalypse Now oh, and, and these films. And one of my favourites that unfortunately has not been seen is one of Pepes's films, uh, Plenty, which was based on the play by David Hare, Oh. and was done originally at the National with Kate Nelligan, actually. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you now. Um, which I would love to have seen, but I was a bit... Um, I think I was yeah, probably a bit young at the time. <laughs> actually, yeah. that's probably not true. Less sophisticated... Asian. Yeah, less sophisticated person in those days. Anyway, so they made uh, uh Fred, Fred... Let's just call him Fred, shall we? Made a film of plenty. <laughs> and I just love it. I just think it's the most heartrending film. She's a she's this person who has an experience. She she's dropped into Germany and she has this one night stand with a with a fellow resistance fighter and it kinda of defines her for the rest of her life. Nothing in your life I mean it's kind of similar presumably if you're Buzz Aldrin or you're you're you know, you have an experience so extraordinary that nothing in the rest of your life can ever Top it; it won't. Not, you know, the, the rest of her life is a disappointment. After the kind of visceral reality of that being in Nazi Germany, and and, and there's a bit right at the end. I'm going to play the end credit music, um, which just has me in floods every time I see it. Which she's what 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 he, what they do cleverly is they flash back to the beginning of the story, when that which is something I've always been quite interested in the that moment the war ended. Which yeah. is a, must have been a such a strange moment. Yeah. You know, after all of that destruction mm. and murder and killing and tension mm. then suddenly it's all over. And and she's standing on this hill in France and this is this old chap many his bike or something. And she's this most beautiful day. Mm. And she says, you know, Oh, there will be days and days like this. <laughs> yeah (laughs) oh it sets me off because you know what's coming for her that she's going to live this sort of unhappy life and she marries into the foreign service and it's just but that um whole idea there's a very very clever trick to pull off, to, to so that we know what's happening, and that's what makes it so unbearably moving. It's rather right. like, Oza, is it Ozon's film, 5 by 2 I don't know if you've seen that, where you watch the marriage backwards.
6: Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Which
3: is brilliant, and it's so moving at the end because you know what's in store for them. Anyway, I'll stop banging on. This is the, uh, the end title music from Plenty. Uh, the Australian composer was... <laughs> Uh, 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 yes it was look at that that's amazing anyway here we go i whether 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 this counts as good film music or not i don't know but i shall i shall shed a tear as we play it There you go, that's uh Bruce Smeaton's music for the end title for uh Fred. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm gonna milk that gag. Yeah. <laughs> that's Plenty now, you kind of sort of the first time you heard that. What are you writing? Yeah, Is it good music or not? It's I don't lovely. know. No, it's, I can't really, tell. it's
6: really good. It goes, everywhere. it's very touching. It's very sort of um, it's like uh, it's like the uh, oral equivalent of looking through um, uh, a lens with a uh, gauze on the front of it. It's got you know, right. sort of like. Yes. it's a bit, it's a bit misty. It goes with the whole sort of flashback thing you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, it's great. good. Well, you it's should... right. and I was just saying to you actually, he mm-hmm. even, even quotes a bit of um, Debussy, Debussy in there. Debussy right. actually, actually uses it. Right. So um, it's like, like you say, like, yes. like all composers have done. But um, <laughs> just,
3: yeah. they rip them off one way or another. And rip them off? No, lovingly. Was it uh, lovingly Homage. ripped off?
6: Homage. That's it. That's what
3: you're supposed to say. <laughs> but you should uh, find because I, had to, I had to be honest, I couldn't find it anywhere, and I had to, in the end, lift it off my um, DVD. It was the only way I could get hold of that music. It's just not available at no. all, and that's a Region One DVD. Because you can't buy, it. you can't buy the no, film, no. you can't buy the soundtrack. It just seems to have been forgotten, which it seems such a shame. But there you go. So what I'm going to do? What's the time now? Uh, oh, well, that fits in quite well. I'm going to move on to uh, Dave Grusin, Is that right?
6: Dave Groozein, not super.
3: Yeah, the music for the conversation. Do you oh, write that? It's,
6: it's, oh God, it's so yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad it we was, researched
3: it. No, no, um, no. Well, no. It's just that again, it's one of my one of those films. People ask me what um, what's your favourite, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I always go, look, look, listen. Now, listen, listener. Look, this is me typing into <laughs> IMDb to look up the conversation. And 1974. Oh, now I know what I'm talking about. 1974. Uh, Gene Hackman, John Cazale. The late great John Cazale, who turned in, he's he's kind of turned in as many brilliant performances as. Um, What's his name who died? Was <laughs> <laughs> the guy that crashed his car, you know?
6: Um, you know what, James Dean. Uh,
3: James Dean, there you go. Everyone yeah. remembers James Dean, but they don't remember... As many John great performances
6: Cazell. as performances. Yeah, That's before thing, he
3: died, right? he died a bunkhouse. No, it was David yeah. Shire who wrote the music for sure. The Conversation. And it's that piano music, which is just just wonderful. Okay, here we go.
0: special, really different. Tastes great. Frankie's spicy pork and beef sausage in a sesame seed roll. Topped with mustard, tomato or fruity sauce. Frankie's, the super hot dog. On sale at the kiosk now. Frankie's, from Lyon.
2: Seems to be completely unreceptive. The tests I gave him showed no sense at all. His eyes react to light, the dial's detected. He hears but cannot answer to your call. No chance, no untried operation. All hope lies with him and none with me. Imagine, oh, the shock from isolation when he suddenly can hear and speak and see. Can see his ears Can hear his lips speak All the time The needles flick and rock No machine can give The kind of stimulation Needed to remove His inner blood I often
4: wonder What it is he's feeling Has he ever heard A word or said? Him now in the mirror, dreaming. What is happening in his, in head. his head?
2: What is happening in his, in his
4: head? head. What I wish I knew. I wish I knew.
3: Go to the Mirror from Tommy in 1975. Now, you were surprised to learn that was Jack Nicholson singing. News to me. And uh, Anne Margaret, the wonderful, wonderful Anne Margaret. And Oliver Reed. And Oliver Reed. Yeah, Ken Russell's film um, of, obviously, uh, what are they called? You know, The Who. The Who. who? (laughs) His rock opera. Uh, Their rock (laughs) opera, The Who, which is just absolutely insane. I mean, it kind of single-handedly invented the pop video, that film. You know, because it's, uh, and it's got Elton John in it and mm. Eric Clapton yeah. and. What,
6: like lots of set pieces and then yeah, it blows out. Uh, again. Cousin
3: yeah, Cousin Kevin with, uh, what's his name? You know, we're on our own cousin. Um, what's his name? The guy who did Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar originally. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma's Party, you know. Ah. Oh. I can't remember anything but you've not seen it
6: no i've not seen it I've so no.
3: you're not a massive no i thought family. i'd seen
6: everything with quadrophenia but <laughs> no but we're I mean, just talking about the devils i mean i saw yeah, that I thought,
3: what a film what a film yeah. what a film yeah. no no that is extraordinary but there's no soundtrack for that no. that i can find so i can't play anything from it right we're going to go to the news now and when we come back you're going to play us uh, the universal theme properly yeah Right. okay i'll warm okay. up the recording here we go all right here we go here we go kevin markwick actually more oh, difficult oh, 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 than oh. his that, that's <laughs> that is actually more difficult isn't it than you would imagine it's it to be extremely
6: difficult yeah. yes 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 kevin it's extremely difficult well like i said Years last training.
3: week I, all i can play is peace put i probably can't even play that peace pudding <sighs> hot this as far as i got when you nagged your mum to buy a recorder when you were like mm. 10 and then got to 11 and realized <laughs> It was never going to happen. Okay, no. so uh, we're going to do Scott
6: Joplin now, yeah? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I'm much better at the piano than I am. Oh, before, okay. Oh, well, we can't get a piano. piano up here,
3: unfortunately. Yeah,
6: but it's it's all about the piano. You are playing earlier um, David Charles, um music hmm. for The Conversation, um, Francis Ford Coppola's 1974 film, mm-hmm. I'll Raise You, 1973. Oh, okay. Back to The Sting, and this is George Roy Hill's famous um, film about... You know, um uh, scams and um yes. double crossing and the so forth. Yes. And the whole film is backed by Marvin Hamnish's arrangements of Scott Joplin's mm. rags. They were the, huge.
3: They were yeah. absolutely they became so popular.
6: Yeah, on the back of it, yeah. yeah. Everyone knows Maple Leaf rag and sort of uh dead and the uh. entertainer and so forth like this. Yes. My favourite rag in the whole film is the mm-hmm. one called Solace. It's a bit more downbeat. Yes. And it's right in the middle of the film. The whole film is about people double crossing, pretending to be other people. And then right in the middle you get Robert Redford. Turns up, and he's had enough. He's got no girlfriend. He's he's fed up of running from people, both you know the law yes. and from the women he'd rather be with. Yes, and he's found this nice bar girl, this yes. um, Loretta, who's the um, who's played by Dimitri Alis, and he goes and he finds her. He tells her, yeah, I'm just the same as you. Uh, I'm just a guy with no one to go to. Yes. And, he, and he asks if she can if he can come in. She says yeah. And the whole scene has this fantastic rag by Scott mm. Joplin called okay. Solace. Let's
3: hear it. <laughs> go uh, there you go there you go i got one minute and 14 and i can't find the thing to get oh that's better so it's not gonna have some... <laughs> it's not gonna have someone shouting obscenities over it in an attempt to nobble a radio station somewhere scott joplin uh solace from the sting uh and that was arranged by marvin Hamlish.
6: marvin Hamlish, yeah is one of those composers that i'd really like to have featured in the pieces i've been doing yeah. here, but i just couldn't quite do you do a it? lot of
3: films do you do a lot of films well because he did music for one of the bonds didn't he
6: um yeah, well he's he's one of the uh, most garlanded composers that there's really? been. Really? Yeah, he's one of a, a small number of composers, I think ten or eleven, who've been um who have won in fact Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, um you know I don't know, golf trophy, you know. Right.
3: Okay, whole, uh, so because he was uh, he died last year. That's right, yeah. Which is why Babs sung way we were at the Oscars which we were talking about earlier right, but right. I don't remember yeah I can't think because um, Chorus Line is one of his as well isn't it that's right Chorus Line yeah, yeah hmm, fairly tender. he was always turning up on Parkinson when I was a kid <laughs> 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 he was one of those you know he was like because he was good value he was very funny right, and entertaining right, right. and he was, he was like him Billy Connolly and um, you know someone else I don't know uh, Bette Midler that was the 70s on Parkinson they they kind of kept coming around and Marvin Hamish is one of them so we're going to do a bit of a break turn now into uh maestro Morricone. oh right yeah fistful of dollars what are
6: you writing? lovely fistful of dollars uh just one of the great films fistful of dollars all those spaghetti westerns but this is this is one of the best i mean for me the the, the key music in it is um probably the watch chimes isn't it where you get the flashback to yeah. the dodgy stuff that's happening in it and it counts down to the shootouts but the whole thing um is, is- that
3: not the second one
6: that's a that few is, dollars more. Is that sec, the second one? I think that's you a know, one. I always get it mixed up. Leaf yeah, no, Leaf no, but always my favorite. Yeah, like, well, he's a few
3: dollars more. He's a few dollars, eager, the first one, he's he's few dollars more.
6: more. I always get those confused. Yeah. But Morricone was lording it over the lot. And yeah. um, this, this is the title music, right? Um, it was yeah. worth to know that um, the the the, the chap who's actually doing um, all the whistling is Alessandro Alessandroni who also plays the guitar at the same time does he what while he's whistling while he's whistling
3: wow that's extraordinary here we go it'll be very familiar to everybody but it uh, when I played it through the other uh, yesterday other day before it has lost none of its power here we go Fistful of Dollars, Eno Morricone, who must be, is he probably one of the most prolific composers that ever walked the planet yeah, Earth?
6: Absolutely. Right up right there. Yeah. yeah. I
3: mean, he just, it seems to, uh, yeah. Uh, if you look him up, he has an extraordinary number of scores. And is he is he still with us?
6: Oh, you got me there. Uh, yeah, no, I think... Uh, oh, he I think is with us, isn't he? Oh, I'm not going to say. I'm no, not no, I
3: think he is, because it was something... Hang on, here we go, listener. We're doing it again. <laughs> look, Ineo Morricone. Oh, here he is. Ooh, wow! Look at that. <laughs> he is still. He was born in 1928, and uh, so and he's still with us. So, what does that make him 80? 80, oh, uh, so, he's 82. So, no, he's 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 currently down for three productions coming up: Canterville Ghost, Leningrad, and Les Enfants du Sahara. Ooh, and uh, you, it's no point in even trying to read out. No. His, his credits because they're just we'll be I mean, here till the, re- the end no, of the no no seriously it's the most extraordinary thing you've ever seen oh ripley's game oh that was awful <gasps> do you see that that was terrible no mission to mars i mean that doesn't make any sense does it <laughs> what is that? i mean they kind of stand out these odd <laughs> titles uh lolita oh the 97 one with um the, oh not good mm. not good Anyway, so what are we gonna do now? John Barry, actually, because we play him a lot and we like him a lot and you're a fan, aren't you?
6: I certainly am.
3: Yeah, so what I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play you. (laughs) I pointed then, sorry everyone. Uh, The music from Walkabout, Nick Rose, because I'm a massive Nick Rogue fan Mm. and I'm a massive John Barry fan. So get your laughing ears or whatever they are around this. John Barry's music for Walkabout, Nick Rogue's film, uh, which you you uh, you rather like that? Yeah, that no problem. It's, well?
6: it's, it's sweet. It's very English. I mean, we did Richard Rodney Bennett, didn't we? In, in yes. the very first week of this, and it, and the English thing, is quite it's quite pastoral. It's fresh. It likes it's, its big open wide spaces. So well, it is open wide spaces. There you go. It's the outback. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all coming together, Kevin. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it's
3: funny, but he's I don't know as a composer. Um what do you think because they are it's an interesting thing presumably if you're you're a filmmaker and you employ John Barry mm. well you'd be you'd be a bit oppressed now but um he <laughs> he um has a very specific sound doesn't he or is that just because we know the scores where you go oh it's John Barry I can hear that a mile off yeah i mean more than most composers i think when you say you know, yeah,
6: uh, I suppose no, That's that's the thing, isn't it? You're going to get, hmm. you, di- you know, you get all sorts of things with different people, but essentially you're going to break down into two groups. You're going to have your composers. You know what you're getting. And yes. You're going to have your composers who can. You know, you can really sort of move with whatever else you want. Like someone like Carter Burwell, who we talked yes. about um, earlier on in the series, who, you know, a lot of his credits are for writing in conjunction with someone else. And he right. can really fit to what other musicians or in fact, simply what the filmmaker wants. So yeah. John Berry, he's a very sort of pungent composer. You hear his music, like you say. You, yes, you, that
3: kind of strings you know, and it. the the thing.
6: But it's funny. Honestly, I, I really like
3: it. And yeah. I think it's I think it's very evocative. Particularly like we were saying, we haven't unfortunately got it here tonight, the um, music for the Ipcrest file. Yeah. Which you can almost smell the ra- the rainy London streets that's when right. you hear that music. It's uh, yeah. just, just brilliant, yeah. and that kind of slightly tawdry feel, that's the sort it, of anti-bond feel, yeah, that it that it has, and he really yeah, captured right. that. Yeah, it's still very recognisably john barry and that's i just right. wonder as a filmmaker whether you'd be thinking oh you know we get john barry in; it's gonna because mm. if you think about out of africa dances with wolves there is a similar uh, you know similarity to them isn't there yes that's right but yeah. very john barry similarity yeah. Yeah. uh i don't know it's kind of and so what i wanted to play was one that's slightly different well have, have a listen let me know what you think this is his slinky sexy mm. music for uh body heat right which is um, uh, a Philip Kaufman's film, which is one of my favourite lines in any film ever where Kathleen Turner says to um, William Hurt, you're not too smart, are you? I like that in a man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, have a listen. come over all slinky here John (laughs) Barry we put our tuxes on and we're heading out to the uh to the cocktail bar John Barry's body heat score from 1981 which is kind of a honestly Lawrence Kasdan's homage to noir and more particularly to um the one I just said (laughs) You know, Billy Wilder's film. Uh, Apartment, no. No, oh, you know. Double indemnity. Double indemnity. Oh, it's. I'll tell you what, let's do this.
5: Stand by for launching. It's Zoom with three new flavors and free picture cards. Start collecting famous aircraft. There's a free card with every Zoom on sale now.
0: Kevin Markwick. Out the jalopy and polish the wheels She's gotta be the smartest of the automobiles. Polish the paintwork and clean off the rust They won't see our chassis for dust And when we arrive miles ahead of the rest Everyone will know that our jalopy is best They'll have to admit she's a car you can trust So it's not to call or war. With condescension Mixed with a little apprehension Monte Carlo Boste Carlo We're on our way To Monte Carlo Old France say We cannot follow We hear the French Of every valley And we're gonna win the rally So we're sure to be The toast of Monte Carlo
1: Out the jalopy and polish the wheel She's to be the smartest of the
0: automobile Polish the paint, and clean off the rust They won't see our chassis but dust And when we ride miles ahead of the rat Everyone will know that Jalapi is best. They'll have to admit she's a
3: car you can trust. So we smart take on the wall, bust by suspension. Oh, there you go, Monte Carlo or Bust, which was a film. <laughs> Beautiful.
6: I was thinking Cannibal Run. No. Like uh, well, ah,
3: yeah, no, you see, the thing is, now I think I may be a wee bit older than you, so that was my oh yeah no i think i am so so um that <laughs> that was my cannonball run was uh, monte carlo bust which is this mad wonking great british comedy that had everybody in it um terry thomas peter cook dudley moore eric sykes gert frobe uh (laughs) you know these uh, ken anakin made them these enormous great things that were uh very expensive susan hampshire tony curtis yeah yeah and it was kind of this mad you know they were all vying for position a bit like i mean it's where they got the idea of wacky races from Yeah, yeah yeah um and it was a, an, actually an answer to uh, those magnificent men in their flying machines, which had been a very similar thing, but they were all in an aircraft <laughs> instead of cars some years before. So, but that was my childhood, that one. We played that a lot, and it was usually in a double feature with the Italian job. Italian Perfect, job right. and uh, Monte Carlo bust. It went on for about five hours. Okay, so now you're going to have to help me out here because we're going to move on to Dimitri Toinkin. Is that how you pronounce no, Tionkin. it? Tiomkin. Tiomkin. Where did he come from?
6: Uh, he came from Russia originally, but he's an emigrate, worked in America. Right. He's one of the big guns. Was he? he? The, he mm. the original sort of golden age composers in Hollywood for Oscar winner.
3: Oh, uh, four?
6: Four. Count them.
3: Yeah. yeah I'm just looking because there's a CD here, which you very kindly brought in. It's London Symphony Orchestra. And you're on it.
6: That's right. Yeah. We recorded this back in a concert um, two years ago. I took part, just tucked away in the chorus. Right. But we played all his all big and best tunes and laid it down on a disc.
3: So. Fantastic. They still, because they used to be the orchestra, didn't they? London Symphony Orchestra London for Symphony schools. Orchestra, that's are right, they yeah. still?
6: Uh, they really are, yeah. They, um, i come across, them, what are they doing? Um, Shahad Rahani was the last the last composer I right. came across as an Iranian composer, but he's worked a lot with people like John Barry, actually, working as a conductor. And, okay. um, yeah, we, we did something for him the other day. So they're still at it, that's right. Yeah. Oh, right,
3: because, I mean, obviously they're on those famous recordings of Star Wars and that's Superman right, yeah. and... You know, they became almost as kind of famous for that as, as anything else, didn't they? Okay, so now we're, what we're going to do is try and get the CD player working. Because <laughs> ne- d- no, I've, I've never managed to get it, you know.
6: I'll tell you what, I'll warm up the
3: recorder again. Just So what we're going to try and play is the uh, music from Giant which was um the, him again
6: yeah james dean Jam- oh, the, do you know? i always remember because we share the same birthday so oh, do you? Uh, obviously very interchangeable people as well yeah as a but dri- my,
3: my advice to you is to drive carefully so this sure. is um this is <laughs> this is the suite actually from giant mm. uh and i've not heard this well i mean i've heard it because i've seen the film but i've never isolated it and listened to it so i'm interested myself here we go Oh, still trying to get used to these buttons for the CD player. CD player? <laughs> what kind of thing is that? <laughs> I do believe, um, you know, it's like vinyl. I did ask actually whether it whether was vinyl.
6: Sorry, yeah, go on. No, just like the um, string sound of the LSO, you can't beat it really. It's no. just absolutely beautiful. No, that she- is wonderful.
3: Was that his last film? So- giant
6: god yeah i think it was spot, oh see i've done it again yeah. i keep
3: doing it to you don't i <laughs> sorry well
6: this is what happens when you yeah. put a cd out of the bag you
3: know yeah. you go, it's like it's like a box of chocolates you just pick one and off you um, go okay i'll tell you what uh so Dmitry toy t- yes my russian friends will be slapping their foreheads listening to me pronounce that like that okay <clears throat> so what we want to do now is uh, this this one this is all new to me so you've got to tell me all about this charmero
6: Jean Moreau. OK, this is a real handbrake turn, but yep. I really want to play this. OK, so um, what we're going to listen to is Miles Davis's score mm-hmm. to The Lift to the Gallows, Ascenseur pour l'échafaud*, which is Louis Malle's film in 1958. It's a proper French new wave film. Um, and one of the reasons for that is because he has this central, uh, I say central, it's quite early on in the film where Jean Moreau finds herself stranded in Paris and she just walks. That's yep. all she does walks down the street completely isolated her boyfriend's stuck in a lift that's the lift in the title but she's just stuck in plain sight it's proper existentialism this has got Sartre written all over it so this is
3: Nouvelle Vague here exactly
6: and so Miles Davis delivers this score what happened he was on tour with the Miles Davis Quintet in 1957 he came across to Paris someone came to Louis Mal and was introduced to him and said yeah uh, Miles Davis could do the music for this and so they had a quick chat and Davis agreed to do it came to the studio he spent one day there something like three takes they did the whole right. thing he just had a few chords he gave to his quintet and they extemporized this fantastic beautiful really introverted music okay. just like john moreau on screen okay moreau met miles davis and they're rumored to have an affair the, the real meeting of minds but it's fantastic it's okay. definitely a wonderful film to see but the music yeah, tells as much of the story as the, as the visuals it's, it's a
3: new one on me this film entirely yeah. um so I think there's a wee bit of dialogue in it as well. Actually, this this little bit we've lifted. Uh, Jean Moreau, what's the track called? Uh, in the lift to the something. The lift to the gallows. Yeah. Lift to the gallows. <laughs> It's very lovely, isn't it? Uh Miles Davis. And uh the music
6: from L'A pour l'échafaud or lift the gallows if you're you mm. know trying to tell people what, what it's all about. That bit at the end she goes, Julien! Ah. She spots a man getting out of a car. She yeah. thinks it's the her boyfriend, but in fact it's not. Yeah.
3: Okay. I'm gonna I should look, is it available? Can you see
6: it? Um, yeah. I don't
3: know so much about I mean obviously I've seen those films, I've seen 400 Blows and yeah. those kind of the, 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 the sort of landmark films, but I th- that one I've not seen, Louis Mao great great, uh, great director, yeah so, um, what I'm going to do now, <laughs> is just play something completely different, this is M83, we played some of the soundtrack a couple of weeks ago from Tom Cruise's new film, it's actually directed by Kozinski, the guy that made Tron, I don't know quite why they gave him more money to make another film, because that was terrible, but this is great. Mm. It's so good. I was, I mean, I'm not sure whether I'm uh, contravening the thing. But I saw it last week and it's fantastic. Awesome. And uh, it's proper kind of grown up sci fi, which which we don't get that often do we no no the trailers
6: look absolutely fantastic yeah
3: it's it's kind of grown-up sci-fi there's enough action in it to keep those people happy but it's also got you know again the echoes of 2001 and all that stuff in it and you know a bit like moon and uh the other one sunshine that yeah. you know some some grown-up sci-fi which is great and anyway so one of my what my my children call my um Scandinavian girlfriend Susan (laughs) Saundfor has uh, been seconded in with M83 to do the uh, end credit music. M83 featuring Suzanne Sandefur. It's got one of those things oh, through the O. So I only pronounce that, I don't know. Sandefur. Sandefur. Yeah. And that's the end credit music, which is why it's so long. <laughs> <laughs> From uh, a highly recommended new science fiction picture, Oblivion, which opens next week. Can't wait. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, what about with these credits? They just go on and on and on and on and on. We have thing.
6: Kill the credit man! Yeah. Kill him dead! Unless you're George Fenton, of course, in uh, which case you, you embrace it. And you write that beautiful music you did for Shadowlands you played last week. Yeah,
3: beautiful. but I don't know. We just want to go home. Because <laughs> there's two things happen, you see. Either there's a bunch of people outside waiting to get I've got like 200 people waiting to get right, in. Right. And then one person sits there watching the whole damn lot. Hmm. Or we just want to see where it was filmed. <laughs> You know, it's Lord of the Rings, it's New Zealand, everyone knows it's New Zealand. (laughs) We had a good one the other day, they wanted to see where it's filmed. Oh, that song for Marion. It's a housing estate in Essex, what do you need to know? Really? And uh, so that's kind of annoying. Um, so that's why they go on and on and on. So, uh, Or we just want to go home. We've been mm. there all day and we just want to go home. Although we're digital, to be fair. It is a lot easier. You just press stop now. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so what I'm going to do now, actually, is play. I'm going to be a bit naughty. I'm going to play you. Uh, I'm going to show off. And I'm going to play uh, a piece of music from a film, What I Made uh and the very talented stephen barton wrote the music i'll tell you about it afterwards this is from uh lullaby there you go that's actually music from a film what i made <laughs> oh, and that's why i've never had a chance to play it and uh the very very talented up-and-coming composer stephen barton wrote that for uh lullaby with the equally talented hayden gwynn right here we go we're running out of time already this has kind of gone it's just flown by zip past it has now uh taxi driver bernard Herman. go Fantastic. on
6: then. bernard Herman's final score taxi was it driver. famously He'd written this score for uh, uh, for um, Scorsese um, for Taxi Drivers, fantastic film, nine seventy six, and they hadn't quite got one thing right. There's a moment right at the end where mm-hmm. Travis Bickle, played by Robert De Niro, looks in the wind, um, in the mirror of his taxi. He looks back, and there's something about the scene. Scorsese wants it to say something. He goes to and he says, "It's just not working. This 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 vibraphone shot. It's just not working." I know," says Bernhard. Played backwards, yeah. so they do, right. and that's what it is. <laughs> Fantastic. Last thing he did, went home, right. died. Oh no! Just like that. Okay, it's legend. But it's a beautiful score. It's it's, it's sort of mm. sleazy, but it's not. It's not. it's like an American John Barry playing a bit of body yes. player, Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's it's kind of it's telling you something else behind all the seed. Yes. Yeah, well, it
3: had a huge impact on me when I saw. Sure. I, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it when uh, when it came out actually. And nobody came to see it. Nobody, no nobody came to see oh. it. I remember we had there was one or two weeks there, um, and I was in absolute heaven because I was a film nerd at a very early age, and I I would go every night if there was a film like that on, yeah. and uh, we we did in quick succession that and Network and my old man was so cross because nobody was going to see these films a, it gets very very And of course everyone
6: sees it these days because yeah. a certain uh, <clears throat> german car company right, okay. has co-opted it for their um adverts did they, they? yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah. are you talking they? to me you're talking to me
3: you're oh that me. oh yeah 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 okay so uh, we're gonna i've got this is quite a long one we won't play it all but uh, this is some of bernard herman's music for taxi driver Okay, that's uh, Bernard Herrmann's score for Taxi Driver, which is kind of taking us out of time. I can't believe it's gone by so quickly. Mm-hmm. It has, hasn't it? Beautiful slip by. Loved it. Oh, I wish we could do more. Do you reckon they'd get annoyed with us if we just kept going? No, the they probably score. will. Um, so that is, uh, I don't know, is that like the 96th best film ever made? Because did he not write the score for now what is considered the greatest film ever made?
6: Yeah, The Vertigo, which is an, another score for another time. Yeah. Do you like Vertigo? Beautiful. Love it. The yeah. music... Music, it's a standalone. It's great. Plenty in the concert hall. Love I'm it. never
3: quite sure about it. We, we daughter and I, watched it the other night. We thought, really? No.
6: <sighs> Why? You see, what it's do that, I miss? My favourite film, La Jete, which is Chris Marker. Even Chris Marker rips off some of Vertigo. La Jetée is that yeah. not all stills? Yeah, but <laughs> no, it's not all stills, and that's the beauty okay. of it. Oh,
3: okay, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I've only seen it referred to, of course, in uh, 12 Monkeys. Right, so we've got 30 seconds of the news, which just basically gives me time to thank you very, very much for coming in, Cheney. This it's been, been really good fun, and um, this is actually the last of, the, uh, last of this series. Uh, so thank everybody for listening, whoever you are wherever you are out there <laughs> thank you very much i love you all and uh, we should be back in june i should think uh, for a sort of summer thing all right then ta